You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Minor Talk podcast. I'm joined by UTEP men's basketball head coach Joe Golding in anticipation for year number three. Coach, thanks for doing this. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Year number three, how's everything going? Yeah, it's happening fast, right? (laughs) Yeah, time goes by. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. You know, excited about year three. Uh, Obviously, El Paso has become home to our family and kids are doing great. Um, You know, we got one at Coronado now, one at Don Haskins. The wife is doing a great job. She's met friends. She's the president of the of the Booster Club um, at Coronado. So I think our family is getting integrated in the city. Uh, It's a place that's becoming home uh, to us and then obviously getting a lot more comfortable here uh, as the head coach at UTEP. So excited about year three. Twitter warriors haven't scared you off yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't spend much time on Twitter. I actually got on there yesterday. Uh, I saw where you had posted, and I, we got done with practice, and I was playing around a little bit, and uh, thought I would interact a little bit with the fans and, and have some fun. And uh, you know, Twitter's a Twitter's a good space, obviously, to 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 uh, for fan engagement and for people. Both, you know, if it's good or bad, whatever the message is out there, at least fans are engaged about UTEP, and and so. Uh, you know, that, that's always deals. There's a lot of false sometimes information, uh, obviously on Twitter. And so the, the message can get uh, a little twisted from time to time on there, but uh, that's also humorous uh, as well, I guess. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty funny, but yeah. Hey, I mean, minor fans are passionate. Um, give them, give them a little taste as to the bat behind the scenes of what goes on right now. Like d- take us through a day to day because we still see photos of, po- of, of players in the gym and mm-hmm. fall workouts and uh, classes just started right now so what's the day-to-day like here yeah so the calendar is you have eight weeks in the summer um so we, you know obviously we built our team a little bit in the summer you start to build your base uh you start to bring the new guys in get them acclimated to what we do we're very fortunate this year uh, adrian to have nine guys back seven scholarship and two walk-ons i think that made a huge difference uh for us uh our, our veterans did a tremendous job this summer it might be as good a summer as i've ever had uh, as a head coach, our veterans did a tremendous job of integrating the young guys and showing them by example. And so we're way ahead of where we've ever been uh, since we've been at UTEP as far as entering the fall. Um, now we've got basically four weeks here before we start the first official practice. Our first official practice, I believe, is the 25th or 26th, uh, whatever that Monday is. Uh, in the end of September, and so you at that, so we have four weeks here uh, where we, we still only get four hours a week uh, with them on the floor. So we space that out in four days usually uh, of one-hour workouts. We do that in team segments, or we do that in guards and bigs segments. So sometimes we'll split split up in groups uh, and get a little bit more detail oriented, um, and then sometimes we'll bring them together as a team. So we'll play with those the next four weeks. But basically, you have four workouts uh, the next four weeks. Uh, about an hour uh, at a time, and then they can also lift uh, for four hours. So you get eight hours total with them. And then obviously our guys are in the gym a ton on their own, uh, uh, doing voluntary work and and working on their game uh, during this time. Then we have a saying kind of in our program from October to March, we worry about UTEP. Uh, From March to October, we worry about the player, right? And the individual and and his development, right? But from October to to March, uh, we worry about uh, putting together, you know, obviously our team and what's best for UTEP and putting the pieces together uh, that they developed uh, in, in the offseason. So once uh, October, September, the uh, end of September hits, uh, we have 30 practices in 42 days. So 42 days before your first game, you have 30 practices and you can do that any shape or form that you want to, right? Um, you, you can play with that. And so usually that equates to about five workouts, you know, a, a week. Um, so, um, 
Excited, right? Basketball's here. Uh, you know, in four weeks we'll we'll start. You know, really official practice. But again, I like where we're at. Um, I think we're further ahead than any time uh, that that we've been here uh, in in the program. So excited. You call it your deepest team, and I watched them in practice uh, about a month ago, and I, I was like, wow, I agree. I mean, I think minor fans are going to be pretty excited watching this group because you are deep. You have uh, multiple positions where you could probably you probably could go nine, ten guys deep all throughout the season. But why is it the deepest team you you know you've had here at UTEP? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a great question. Um, you know, I don't know why. We, you know, I mean, I have some answers. You know, but uh, excuses are excuses, right? We don't live in, we don't live in that world around here at UTEP. Uh, so. You know, uh, but for whatever reason, we just haven't, whether it's injuries, whether it's uh, bringing four starters back the first year that had played 30 minutes and hard to get guys. You know, when you look at guys that want to come in in the portal, they want to play, right? And so that first year we had Sule back, JB back, Titus back, Keontae back. There wasn't a whole lot of minutes. You know, we were looking for a five man. We could never really get the five that we wanted. We missed him recruiting on those guys. And, um, you know, I don't know about last year, just injuries and, and, and some disciplinary stuff. You know, we just never could. Uh, we never could get the depth, but I, I definitely think this year the depth is there. Uh, our, our staff did a tremendous job in recruiting. Um, I, I think, again, bringing seven guys back was huge, plus two walk-ons, nine guys back. Um, you know, I just think retention, um, it, it's, there's no perfect answer to how you retain, Adrian. Some years you can, some years you can't. Uh, some players want to stay, some players want to leave and go chase or for whatever reason. Um, you know, but I think retention is key uh, at this level, and we were able to retain for the first time, really, right? A big, big chunk of, of players. So, um, you know, that, that helps create the depth, and then we were able to recruit uh, around those guys. There was opportunity, you know. I mean, we, we, needed, we needed guys that could obviously score the basketball. We needed guys that could shoot the basketball. There were minutes available still. There's a lot of competition right now, and I like that. So competition makes you better. Um, iron sharpens iron. So I like the fact that we have competition at every spot. I think, again, to your point, um, some of our best teams at Abilene Christian, we played nine or ten guys. I think that helps the locker room, and it also helps the depth. You go back and you look at our, our first two years defensively, um, you know, we held teams around 30 points in the first half. Really, really, really good. Um, you know, we were one of the top teams in the country, first half defense. And then second half defense wasn't as good. We gave up about five or six points more in the second half than we did the first half. And a lot of that, in my opinion, has to do with depth, right? Um, you know, we ask guys to play a certain way defensively, and it just wears on you throughout the game. And if you can't provide depth, uh, you know, there's a big difference between playing 30 minutes and 35 minutes or 28 minutes and 33 minutes. You know, if we can save them five or six minutes there and keep them fresh on the defensive side of the ball um, and, and get better in the second half uh, defensively, right, um, I, I think it will help us in turn win, win more games. So depth is key to how we play, uh, and I'm very comfortable right now and excited, uh, again, about the depth, and I think our minor fans will be as well. Let's uh, go over the roster. Uh, highlighting the newcomers is Zid Powell coming yeah. from Buffalo, averaged 13 points a year last year, and when I saw him, I was like, this is an alpha. Like, maybe mm. this is one of the best alphas you've had going into a season who can just maybe rally the troops together and be a true leader. Yeah, I think, uh, to your point, I think he is an alpha um, dog. Uh, I think he's got uh, that mentality. Uh, you know, he averaged 13 games in the MAC, which is a very comparable league to Conference USA. It's a very, very good basketball league. If you're doing that your first year, uh, it, in that league, um, you're a darn good player. So we're obviously really fortunate to get him uh, excited that he trusted us with his last year. He was a highly recruited kid uh, in, in the portal. Uh, had a previous relationship with Spriggs, um, which helped. Uh, and I think he believed in where we were going and what we were doing with this program. And so uh, we're going to need him to score the basketball. Where I've been really impressed with him uh, is his ability to pass and create offense for others. He's a lot better passer uh, than I thought um, in recruiting. We saw it a little bit on tape, but. Uh, 
he can really find people and can create offense for us because he can he lives in the paint, right? Uh, we call it paint gravity. He draws defenders to him, right? Uh, when he touches paint, man, he'll draw two or three defenders, and he's really good. Has a great high IQ uh, and finds guys, right, which creates offense for others. So there'll be a fine line there. He'll he'll help us create some offense this year, uh, and in turn, he's also going to have to score uh, the basketball for us. But he's a big physical. Uh, he's a man, he's a grown man, right? He, he's older. Uh, he's been through the wars. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we, we need a good year for him. And, and he had a great summer, and he's setting himself up for a good fall. Corey Camper Jr., junior yep. college transfer, is coming into the mix, and he's impressing early on. Yeah, beautiful player, man. Uh, just, just really pretty to watch, right? He's very fluid, very smooth. Uh, he, his dad was a coach, uh, so he's got a <coughs> great IQ, uh, really understands the game, knows how to play. We were a little concerned about him defensively because he played zone in junior college, and how quickly could he um, – you know, uh, make the transition to how we play defensively, uh, but he's done it really well. He's had a great summer on that side of the ball. He's got great length and athleticism, uh, so we think he can be a really good uh, defender. And then he's a guy that we can play in multiple spots, right? He played point at Tyler uh, Junior College, but he also averaged 21 points a game and shot over 35% for the three. So he can really shoot the basketball, but he can also, again, create offense for others. He's got, reminds me a little bit of JB with his size, you know, uh, and length where he can see over defenders and, and make uh, create offense for other people and make those right reads. And again, no knock on Shamar, but Shamar was small, right? Corey gives us a little bit more size up top that can see the floor um, and, and can, again, create some offense. So uh, excited about him uh, and obviously uh, his future here at UTEP. Baylor Hebb from Colorado State. What did you see from him? Because it feels like it's untapped potential from what Yeah, our staff doing. just loves him, right? And so does our team. He just does all the little things right, man. He can obviously shoot the basketball. He scored, you know, coming out of high school, he's one of the best scorers in the Metroplex. And then he goes to Lola, Chicago. Um, and plays on a really good team uh, that goes to the Sweet 16 year one, so has a hard time getting on the floor, but was coached really well by Porter and was around really good players and saw what winning was. And then Porter took the OU job, so he transfers to Colorado State. Um, and again, Nico does a great job there at Colorado State, but that was the year that Colorado State had the best year that they've had in their program, and, and, and I think they competed for a championship and made the NCAA tournament. And so the, 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 the sucker's just been around winning, right? He, he's, he started last year about 20 games for Colorado State. He, he just knows how to play. Uh, again, high IQ guy. Uh, he's way better defender now than when he was when I recruited him <laughs> when he was out of high school. But he's a kid that I've recruited for four or five years. I know him well. Uh, I, I know his family, and I think uh, I think he was looking for comfort, right? Uh, and and uh, I, I know him. And we're trying to get his confidence back, right? His swag back uh, to where he scores the basketball. Early in the summer, he was turning down some shots that he's got to make uh, for us. Uh, but he's got that swag back as the summer went on. Uh, but again, he's just a kid. He, he, he's maybe the, the hardest working player him or Tay Hardy on our team they live in the gym they're in the gym all the time um he's always trying to perfect his craft he's a perfectionist uh you're never going to get there but he's in search of that um but again he's just a winner you know he's just a winner and a guy in the locker room that you love to have we're obviously fighting an appeal with him with a two-time transfer um and so um We'll see. You know, we haven't turned that in yet. We're, we're, we're close to being able to, to, to have his case together to, to turn in, and uh, we'll see. Right now there's not a whole lot of success with those on, in, on the football uh, side of it. We'll see on the basketball side uh, what happens. We think he has a great case, right? I, I think he should uh, get the opportunity to, to play again. But if not, uh, we'll sit him out uh, this year, and then we'll have two years with him moving forward. 
three high school guys yeah. coming in as far as newcomers. Babacar, you also have David Terrell, and you have Trey Horton. I feel like with both Terrell and Trey Horton, those guys are, have really jumped off the page early on, and then Babacar comes in a little late, but he's somebody you can develop over time. Yeah, and really you can throw Elijah in there too, right? Sure. Uh, because he's really going to be a freshman. He's a redshirt freshman this year, so uh, excited about that, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, that... It, it, I love development, right? I love high school guys. I love getting them here. I love developing them. Uh, I love having them uh, a year or two down the road. Hopefully we can continue to retain these guys uh, and build, uh, because that's how you build a program, right? Uh, and so uh, they're all on a different journey. Uh, we spent a lot of time with them uh, about trusting the process. Everybody's journey is different. Uh, but you look at uh, David Terrell was very well coached in high school. Uh, he's an elite, elite defender. Um, we need that, you know, uh, for the way we guard. We, we need guys on the ball that are elite. He gives us great size uh, and, and just length and athleticism up front. Uh, but defensively, that's usually what holds freshmen from being, on, being able to get on the floor. Uh, but he's way ahead of the curve uh, defensively. And a lot of that was to how he was coached in high school. Um, and then uh, offensively, he, he does a great job of creating offense for others, right? He, he just does a great job of finding people. And then obviously his size, he can finish at the rim. So uh, Trey Horton was one of the best shooters on the EYBL circuit last year. He can really, really shoot the basketball. Obviously, that was a black eye for us uh, last year. Um, and Trey's... Trey's progression right now is just defensively, right? Being able to, to figure it out defensively. Uh, we're trying to get some weight down off Trey right now and just get his feet a little bit quicker. But, uh, you know, that's where he's struggling, if you could say a little bit, is the defensive side of the ball uh, and just how fast the game is and how hard we play on that end and some rotation stuff. And the quicker he can figure that out, the more that he can, you know, help us out because offensively uh, he can help us out right now, right? Because uh, he can make shots. Um, and so, and then you have Baba. We're excited about Baba. He was a kid that was committed to DePaul. Um, um, he actually was committed to Xavier early on when he first got here from Senegal, and then uh, went to when um, the coach got fired at Xavier and Sean Miller took over. He he, he switched his commitment to DePaul, um, and then um, right whatever reason, uh, you know, he, he couldn't get into DePaul, and so he was able to. We were able to get him here, and so excited about him. He's a legit seven foot. He's two fifty. He's athletic. He he uh, worked out with us yesterday for the first time. He looks like a grown man out there. He can really rebound the basketball. He can defend the rim. Uh, force and then offensively he can really run the floor right now um obviously he's gonna have to develop offensively um some things but he hasn't ever had a he's played one season really uh, he's been over here three years and really only played one season so he needs to play wow. right he needs minutes he needs to play uh he needs some stability in his life uh in his program and i think that's what we're here to offer him at utep i think he loves utep he's feels the stability here for the first time uh, in, in his life, and so uh, we're excited about him. He's going to have to sit out this year. He won't be able to play um, just due to some academic stuff. Nothing really on his 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 uh, his side of it is just switching so many schools and different things. But I think you know, on one side we we say he needs to play, uh, but on the other side, I think being here for a year and developing under Coach Cox, and then we have a really good big group right now. They're all veterans. They've been here, so he's learning from them each and every day uh, this year. He'll be on scout team for us. Uh, as well. Um, I, I think w next year, you know, uh, when he comes out and he's going to be eligible and ready to play, 
uh, I think we'll get a really good version of Baba. So we're real excited about him. And then Elijah's been great. Uh, you know, he, he had a good spring where he was figuring us out a little bit and then had a great summer. We think he's extremely talented. Uh, he can really score the basketball. He can shoot the basketball. He can dribble pass. Uh, he's got great length and size. He can finish above the rim. He can protect the rim. He can defend multiple positions. But he's a freshman, right? And he, he's learning like all freshmen. And again, how quickly he can figure it out on both sides of the ball. Uh, but he's got two guys there in Calvin and John that are older and more experienced at each day he's going against and learning from. But, uh, you know, I think Elijah will play this year. Uh, and I think he'll be a big, you know, big part of what we're doing uh, as long as he continues to trust the process and continues to get better each day. Tay Hardy coming back for another season. That's obviously a great uh, re-addition coming back uh, from last year. Yeah. What jump has he made? His yeah, he, he probably had as good a summer, Adrian, of any player that I've ever been a part, right? And so I, I've just... Um, I, I'm blown away by, by his summer. He was a leader. Uh, he was an alpha dog. He led by example. He's diving on the floor for loose balls. You don't see many six-year seniors doing that, right, in the summer. Um, he's, uh, I, I think he likes this team. I think he likes the IQ of this team. He's, he's taking a lot better shots this summer, which makes his percentages go, go up. He doesn't feel like he has to do everything. And I think some people forget too, and, and I know I did, at, uh, you know, Tay, he was hurt, you know, his shoulder. And so he, he didn't do anything for six months and then got thrown in the fire. And, and then I think as the season went on, he kind of wore out and grind, you know, the grind got to him and, um, you know, he just had a slump a little bit, you know, and not, not really his fault, just, just, it wasn't the year he wanted, right? And so he came back on a mission, right? Like, and, and you can tell, like he's he's here to to prove that he's one of the better players in Conference USA. Uh, he's here to win games at UTEP. He did not want to leave, you know, um, uh, his mark uh, last year, right? He's 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 changing that, and probably where he's grown more than anywhere is the leadership deal, right? He just he's been an incredible, perfect example. Yesterday, the guards worked out first. The bigs worked out second. He stayed for the entire big workout, supported the bigs, and then at the end in the huddle, he was in there in the huddle with the bigs and talking to him. Just the leadership side of it, right? Um, and, and I think uh, again, uh, when, when you see kids that way and you see them have a summer like he's he's had, uh, I, I expect him to have a terrific season. Can you can you see uh, Otis Frazier taking another yeah, jump? He, yeah, he's made a jump, right? He made yeah, a jump this summer, and I think I think again to him being healthy. People forget, man. He played basically all year on a torn MCI, you know, like he just uh, sprained, I guess it was sprained, but he was just never healthy from about January on, you know, and uh, his game is an athletic game, right? It's attacking the rim, it's offensive rebounding, it's getting out in passing lanes, and, and, and he was limited with, with, with some of those things uh, with, 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 his, with his injury, and I think the time off he had in the spring, uh, I, I think this summer he's completely healthy. Um, I, I thought he had a tremendous summer. He's, he's in the gym a lot more than he was uh, last year. Uh, he understands what we, what we want him to do. I think he understands what he does well. He's embraced that. Um, he's spent a lot of time on his shooting. He's going to shoot the ball you know, better this year than he did uh, last year. But again, he just gives us that big Conference USA wing um, that, that's, that, can, that, that fits us you know, on both sides of the of the, the ball. I love his leadership as well uh, with Tay. I thought he came out of his shell. Lotus is a quiet person, but I thought he came out of his shell 
uh, and, and maybe more so than that, he showed by example, right? He had an incredible motor all summer. Um, and so I'm really impressed with, with, with where he's at, and I think he's going to have a terrific season as well. You could beat me up here by saying this, but I was out on Kevin Callou mm-hmm. in the middle of last season. I just mm-hmm. didn't see it, I, especially on the offensive side. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to see more aggressiveness. But mm-hmm. also at the same time, just like some of these other guys you're mentioning, he didn't have a lot of experience under his own belt mm-hmm. of just game experience. I thought as the season continued, he got much better in defensively. He's, he's probably your best in, mm-hmm. in, inside. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people might be down on Kevin but I'm not one, right? I, didn't, right. I think our staff's not one. I think we've always seen the potential there. He just played behind Z. To your point, he never really got the opportunity. There was some frustration with that, right? There was times where he thought he deserved more more minutes and didn't get them. And, and the way bigs get better is by playing, right? Um, you play through some stuff, and he's never really been able to – to have the opportunity to play through some of that stuff. He will this year, right? Uh, he's wanted that role. He's wanted to be the man. He's wanted the opportunity to, to have an impact on winning and losing. Uh, and he's going to get that, you know, this year. I think he's had a terrific summer. A lot with Kevin, too, is embracing who you are as a player, right? Like Kevin's different uh, than Z. Kevin's different than Bryson Williams, right? Every, every big is different, right? Uh, Kevin's not necessarily a back-to-the-basket player. He's developed that. He's getting better. Uh, he's developed a hook uh, over the spring and summer uh, that he's starting to trust. Uh, he's developing some counters, right, to open unders. But uh, Kevin's an angles guy, if that makes sense. And Kevin's a guy that uh, he, he's got the best motor maybe of any big I've coached besides Joe Pleasant at Abilene Christian. He runs the floor. He uh, he attacks the rim. He's a great rebounder. And to your point, he's elite, elite defensively, right, uh, in ball screen coverages, uh, in different things that we do. He's as good as any big that I've ever coached and maybe as good as any big in the country in that stuff. So you have to embrace Kevin for what he is, right? And then we've challenged Kevin to be in the best condition of his life, right? Because if his motor is what makes him great, then he needs to be in great condition to be able to do that for 20 or 25 minutes, right? And not just do it for 10 or 15 and get tired. So he's had a great summer. He's in the best shape he's ever been in. We're still challenging him to get in better uh, shape. He's become a leader in drills. Um, you know, he'll develop offensively as the year goes on and we get, continue to throw the ball in there uh, and give him opportunities to develop uh, in that. But again, he's an angles guy. He's a dunker. You know, he's a guy that, that, that gives us extra opportunities on the offensive glass. We need him to be a better rebounder on the defensive glass. But there's a lot of things Kevin does besides score that win games and affect games, and I'm excited for him to get the opportunity to to, to play that role. Fans loved uh, and embraced Derek Hamilton mm-hmm. last year. They really loved what he brought in. It's kind of a spark off the mm-hmm. bench. Has he made that next jump? Yeah, you know, Derek's, uh, Derek has great hands, maybe as good a hands, again, as, as, as anybody I've coached. He's, his hands, the ball looks like a, a tennis ball, right, to, to him and his hands. And he catches everything, and then he's got nice touch. Usually guys with big hands like that don't have great touch. He's got great touch around the rim. He can really score the basketball. Derek Hamilton, very simply put, has got to get in shape, right? And, uh, he, he had to lose weight. He's down 30 pounds almost from where he was uh, in the spring. He's around the 270 uh, mark, uh, 275 mark right now. Uh, you know, we're challenging him this season to, uh, uh, to be under 270 before the season starts, right? Uh, if we can get him 270 and below, Derek Hamilton can help us win games. Because to your point, he can score the basketball. Uh, it's just getting him in condition to where he can stay on the floor on both sides of the ball and transition on both sides of the ball, right? There was no secret when, when he came in uh, last year. Teams attacked him on the middle ball screen and he didn't do a good job of it. So basically we were just trading trading points, right? Uh, a lot of the time. And then he got stuck behind Z and Kevin. So again, if he can get his butt in shape, uh, which he's, he's, he's He's, he's doing, um, you know, um, I, I think he can help us uh, win games. He, he will have the opportunity, right, uh, to help us. There, there's some minutes there available. We need him, right, um, to be able to score the basketball. I thought he had his best practice, Adrian, in our program.
program yesterday, and that's a great sign two weeks off uh, usually for him. Uh, he struggles to get back to you know going for a week or two when he's had time off. Uh, he had two weeks off like every player. Uh, we let him go home. He came back yesterday and had his best workout, in my opinion, uh, in our staff's opinion, at UTEP. So that's a good sign uh, moving forward. I think he's motivated. Uh, I think he's in a good spot. Um, and I think he's going to have a terrific year. Calvin Solomon back yeah. again as well. And this is the last time that he gets to put on a college basketball uniform and run it out. Yep. He's always gotten better statistically every single year. So how can he make that next jump? Yeah, um, we, need him, we need him to take care of the ball better, right? Like I thought early, especially early in the season, the first part of the season, he turned the basketball over. I think he was just trying to do too much. Uh, but we need him to, his assist, that was all of us, you know, our assist to turnover was, was terrible. Uh, but, 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 but he, he creates offense for a lot of guys. He's a terrific passer. Uh, and so we need him to do a better job with that, of taking care of the basketball, uh, and being more solid with it. Um, I think Kevin, he, he will score the ball. He'll be a double digit scorer for us, uh, this year. We've challenged him to become a better rebounder, uh, which, you know, he averaged six, which are like five or six last year. Like, well, that's a lot, but we need him to, to get to the seven or eight. We think Calvin can do that, right? Uh, defensively, I, I think he'll be the defensive player of the year. You know, I, I do. I think you'll see a lot of the preseason polls will come out. I think it will it will put him in those in those conversations. Uh, he can guard one through five. Uh, you know, he gives us the option to go small at times this year, uh, where we can play him at the five and get a little smaller. Uh, where maybe we can score it, you know, uh, and put some guys uh, in, in some different situations where we can score the ball possibly a little better. Uh, but he gives us that opportunity to do that, right? There's not a lot of players that can do that, right? And so uh, he can play the five, the four. We can also move him to a wing, you know, at times. Uh, so he's very flexible in what we can do both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Um, Calvin struggled last year with some discipline stuff, and I, I couldn't, it, I'm so proud of him and the jump he's made uh, with just the leadership again with, with Tay and Otis and him. Uh, you know, he, he showed up the other day, he had a haircut. He just looks, he looks great. Uh, he's gained 15 pounds this summer with Decker. He's really bought into the, to the weight room. He's gotten stronger. Uh, again, he's just had a really good summer, and to you, your point, a sense of urgency, right? This is the last year. I think he has a bad taste in his mouth from last year. Um, he doesn't feel like he had a good season. He takes a little ownership in what happened uh, last year, and uh, I, I really, really like where, where Calvin's at. You know, to that point, you look at it, we brought three starters back, and if you look at Kevin, who's been in our program for two years, we've almost brought four, you know, starters back. That's a good place to be in college basketball today, right? Not a lot of people, you know, last year we were bringing in 10 new guys. Uh, so, uh, again, I like, uh, there's some comfort level with me, with, with those guys. Those guys know me. They're bought into me. They're bought into our program, what we're about. Um, and I'm very appreciative of those guys uh, for coming back, uh, and I think it will pay dividends for them. So another guy who falls in that same category, Jonathan Dos Anjos, yep. because he was one of the first who committed of that recruiting mm -hmm. class, and he's been bought in since day one. And the crazy part about him is he's battled through injuries, uh, and he's had success here, which not a lot of people could say whether you're when you're battling a ton of injuries on your side, but you're also helping to uh, lead to success. Yeah, I don't think he's played really for us, right? He's played right. like five games, man, and and and. Uh, it had wasn't healthy at all, you know, and so he was healthy for the first minute and a half against Texas, right? And so, uh, but but excited about him, you know, he was a big piece we thought moving forward just because of the way he shoots the basketball. Uh, we obviously struggled to shoot the basketball. He would have been a big part of fixing that uh, for, for us last year. But again, this year you look at we added him and Elijah now to our roster at that spot that can both really shoot the basketball. They're both good passers. Um, John's been in our program for a year. He understands it um, defensively. He's gotten way better uh, than where he was. Uh, 
Uh, again, I think he's healthy for the first time in probably three or four years. I think he's had that stress fracture for a long time. It just never got fixed. And so being able to hit the pause button and just saying, hey, we're shutting you down. We're going to get you fixed. We're going to get you completely healthy. He was able to go through all summer, which we didn't think he was going to be able to, but he was. Uh, he was healthy. And, and, and I just... You know, this, this summer was great for him just to get back to playing. He's put his weight back on. Uh, he's jumping better. And then obviously he can shoot the basketball at a high level. So, um, again, uh, just just have a lot of comfort um, in, in those returners. What about your walk-ons returning yeah. back? How do you like those? Yeah, players? I like them a bunch, man. You know, I like Garrett's a hometown kid. Anytime we can do that, uh, you know, Antoine is as well. Uh, I, 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 there's great high school basketball here in the city of El Paso. And anytime we can get those kids uh, to be a part of our program here at UTEP, I think, I think El Paso bas- high school basketball – has a toughness to it. It has a grit uh, to it. I think they play really, really hard here, and I think there's great coaching here. So anytime we can add those kids to our program, uh, it benefits uh, our program. Um, and then, you know, every walk-on's different. Their journey's different. And, you know, are they able to get on the floor or they're not? You know, who knows? But Garrett gives us some athleticism. He's tall, 6'6", six, six, he's long. Uh, he's a way better athlete than you think. He can shoot the basketball. Uh, you know, he's working on his IQ, uh, but, but excited about him. Um, and and uh, it's a confidence deal with Garrett. You know, he's, he's just kind of – he hasn't played for two years. He went to Tarleton, didn't play, had to redshirt uh, last year. So it's just getting his confidence back, right? Um, then Antoine is a kid that – very athletic, uh, typical Chapin uh, guard, uh, been very well coached by Coach Lewis. He's won a ton uh, of games. He's used to winning. He knows what winning looks like. He's developed. He's put on some weight. He was really, really skinny when he got here. Uh, but So he's put on some weight, and he's headed in the right uh, direction. And then uh, Sebastian's a kid that I've been really, really surprised with. Sebastian played for Otero for a guy that used to be assistant coach for me at Abilene Christian. And then um, the, the coach, this, the assistant coach, who's now the head coach there, was a manager for us at Little Rock. So uh, I knew those guys, and they just swore on Sebastian. He's a kid that got recruited by a lot of D2 schools but wanted to play Division One basketball. Um, he didn't get Division One opportunities, honestly, because of his size. Uh, but he's a kid that's always had his chip on his shoulder. He's had to prove himself from high school to junior college to here. Uh, and I've just been really, really impressed with him. He, he can really, really shoot the basketball. Um, he he, he uh, knows how to be a point guard, run a team. Uh, he's the first guy on the floor for loose balls. Uh, he's learning to, to become a better defender up top, uh, you know, with his size, uh, that he's, he's got to learn to be, become a pest uh, up front, um, and he's learning. He had a great summer with that, so been very, very impressed uh, with him. So, uh, again, I, th- I think we got th- three great ones, and, and, and they benefit our program. All right, let's, at, let's uh, go to some listener questions, yeah. Coach. I uh, appreciate everybody asking these. This is from Hunter. He's a big UTEP fan. He says, all the great UTEP teams in the past, and even the good teams of the early to mid-2000s, were led by strong point guards. That seems to be lacking for this upcoming team as there is a true freshman and a combo guard looking to fill that role. How do you plan to overcome that? Maybe a better question is, how do you plan to fill the point guard role? Yeah, I mean, to his point, we've had some great ones here, right? Uh, so you look at the banners, man, up top, and, and then you look at some of the banners that we're going to add up top and they're here the next year or two. Uh, man, there's been some really good ones. And I was a point guard myself. I, I kind of look at the game through a point guard's lens. Um, and so point guards have always been important to me. Um, but I'm excited. I think the game's evolving a little bit, Adrian. Like we've, you and I have talked a little bit off the record about this, but I think if you look at college basketball, there's not just a whole lot of true – point guards anymore uh there's a lot of combo guys that that are playing uh you know you're like 
you know, you could say our first year we had Sule, JB, and Keontae. JB was our point, but Sule and Keontae could have the ball in their hands uh, at any given point too, right, uh, to do stuff. So I think you'll see us try to get back to that model a little bit of just multiple guys on the floor uh, that can put the ball in their hands, that can create offense for others and can create offense for themselves. I think getting back to high IQ guards helps um, as well. Um, to your question, the point guard, we're still playing with it, um, but I'm, I have a lot of comfort. I don't lose sleep uh, over uh, the, the point guard position. Uh, I think David is our true point. You know, I think he, he was that way, but he's also a freshman, um, and so we'll see. You know, some freshmen can come in right away. Some freshmen, it takes time, uh, but I do think David will have the opportunity to play some this year, and we're excited about him. I think he's going to be a terrific player. Um, again, we said Sebastian. You know, I think he uh, was a true point, you know, uh, just because of his size. And then I think you look at guys like Zid, Corey Camper, and Tate, right? Um, all those guys can play with the ball in their hands. Uh, all those guys can create offense for other guys, and all those three guys can score. Uh, you know, Corey played it at Tyler. Uh, we had Zid at the point a lot this summer. Uh, we'll play around with Corey on the, at the point well, but I, I, I'm not worried about our point guard position. I think you'll see us in transition. Uh, we got to get better in transition uh, this year, so I think uh, that we have multiple guards that can push the ball in transition. Again, comparable to year one, right? Like we can outlet it to Corey, we can outlet it to Zib, we can outlet it to Tay, and we can push in transition. And then in the half court, if we have sets, uh, depending upon what set we're running or who we, you know, like Zid, like we talked about earlier, Zid creates offense for their guys. I'm real impressed with his passing ability. But we also want Zid off the ball some, right, to be able to score and get in the paint to, to, to have those opportunities. Corey, with his length and size, can really, really see the floor uh, and he can make shots from that spot, right? And then David, uh, again, gives us, so they're, they're different, uh, but, but again, I think you'll see us play, you know, uh, multiple guys will have the ball in their hands and then depending on what we want to do on the half court. But uh, I'm excited about what our staff did and I have no worries at all about that spot. All right, uh, Diego Mendoza, reporter for the El Paso Matters, he uh, messaged us in and said, where will the playmaking come from on this team? And will the Jonathan Dosanjos that we saw ball at UTSA last year be ready to go early this season? He better be, right? That's the one <laughs> we want, right? We want it balled up. And I, again, I think we're going to shoot the basketball way better. We can't be any worse. We're one of the worst in the country. Uh, but I think he helps us with that. I think he obviously can shoot the basketball well. So again, to his point, I think he'll have a great year. And I think we, we've added playmakers. You know, I think that's something we've done. I think you saw that when you came to see practice. I think Zid, obviously we're bringing back Tay, Calvin, and Otis, uh, who I think you know are going to have terrific years. We've added Corey Camper, we've added David, we've added Baylor, we've added Zid. You know, we've added guys that can put the basketball in the hole. Uh, there, there are different ways that they do it, uh, but but um, again, we're, we'll, we'll score the basketball better uh, this year. We need to, and we're going to. We've done that through, I think, again retention, guys being in the program. I think we've done that through recruiting, um, and then I think just finding guys that have high IQs that know how to play and play with each other, uh, and, and just taking better shots. Right, that's where we have to get better offensively we got to make shots uh, and then we got to take care of the basketball um, better right uh, our assisted turnover was, was terrible uh, but I also thought at times we took some bad shots right so um, better IQ uh, getting a better shot moving the basketball better getting it from the second to the third side creating better opportunities our percentages will go up uh, and then I think having guys with again with better IQs and guys that can handle the basketball I think our assisted turnover ratio will be much better all right, let's burn through some of these other ones. I know you answered some of these on social, but let's go through them. Yeah. Uh, King Eric 17, who is someone that's going to stand out come season play? Whew. We've talked about a lot of them. Yeah, we, we, we have. And again, I think it goes back to our depth, right? I, I, think, I think that's what this team, uh, and I hope, uh, that this team models themselves around is depth, right? And, and being able to, to play nine or ten guys, to your point. Uh, and not necessarily depending on just one or one or two guys, but um, 
you know, I, I think I think our, our fans will be impressed with the, with the with the returners again, and I think there'll be uh, some newcomers that will catch their attention. Uh, this is coming from Leo. He asked, "When will we see a Billy Gillespie Tarleton <laughs> State versus Joe Golding UTEP home and home?" Well, I'm one and zero against Billy right now, right? So <laughs> we, we beat him at ACU by about thirty points. So I'm I'm just trying to hang on to that as long as I as long as I can. Uh, Coach Gillespie definitely wants revenge. Uh, he wants a piece, but I kind of like being one and zero. It's kind of like Texas, right? Like when I was at AC, we were one and zero. I I didn't really want to play beard that game, but they offered us too much money, right? We couldn't turn <laughs> it down. But I like being one and zero against Texas. But uh, you know, I, I, I Coach Gillespie is a, is a mentor to me. He's some guy that I talk to a ton. Um, he he um, is just he's he's been a big part of, of my coaching career. And when I was at Abilene Christian, we became very close with his uh, location there at Ranger Junior College. And I think he's doing a terrific job at Tarleton. It's tough to go through that transition. People don't understand how hard that is. Uh, I think he's obviously one of the best coaches in college basketball. And then to, to minor basketball and UTEP basketball, he's a big part of our history, right? He was kind of the one that got it back going in, in the early 2000s. And so uh, I would love to have him come back here, right, and, and play them one time and celebrate. Uh, I thought when they, when, they, uh, when they did the Conference USA, I knew two things. One of the two things were going to happen, right? I was either going back to Abilene Christian uh, or Coach Gillespie was coming here, right? One of the two. And so uh, this year we're going to Abilene Christian. And, and, and hopefully in the future, I think that's definitely something that we'd like to get done uh, is bring him back. Oh, so on that point, Chi-Town Minor asked, thoughts on playing Abilene Christian this year? Yeah, it'll be different, I'm sure. I haven't been back, Adrian, you know, uh, since I got on the plane and came here. Uh, you know, this has been my this is this, this is my job. This is where it's at, and I've got a lot of good friends there and a lot of good memories. But uh, you know, been obviously really focused on UTEP and, and trying to get this thing back going in the right direction. And so, uh, but I'm sure it will be uh, sentimental a little bit. You know, I mean, I've spent almost 20 years of my life there. I, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears uh, building that program. There was a lot of success we had uh, in in that program and a lot of hard work that made it happen. And then uh, I, I think you know, I, I guess I don't think I, I, I know that. The, the player success that we had there. Um, we were able to build a brand new arena, a uh, 50, 60 million dollar arena there that I haven't seen. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to go back, um, but obviously we want to kick, you know, we want to win. We want to, we uh, so it, it will be a business trip. It's not a, you know, I, I've, I've, there's been some communication with them uh, throughout the summer when this was announced to do a lot of stuff with me coming back. And I told them I have zero interest in that, right? Um, so they can celebrate the players that played there all they want. They can bring the players back and I'm sure they can sit behind the bench and give me a hard time, but uh, this ain't about Joe Golding going back, right? This is about UTEP basketball playing a game, and it's a game uh, against a really good opponent, which I'm sure they'll have a good crowd. And, um, you know, it's, it's um, for us, uh, we need to go down there and find a way to win that basketball game. So we're hearing a little rumors here and there about scheduling. Yeah. Heard Oregon, UC Santa Barbara, those right there. Some uh, we got Rod Munch asking, when's the schedule coming out? And I think a lot of minor fans are interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. So we got one game left to get, and we're kind of uh, zeroed in. We only have one date, uh, some flexibility with like three or four days left. Uh, through experience, if we release it tomorrow, uh, we'll have somebody call us in two weeks and want to play, and then we have to release just a single game. So we're trying to wait to till we have the whole thing. You can play 31 games. Um, you, you know, right now we have 30. We could just play 30 uh, and leave that date open. So that's an option as well. If we don't find the right 
right game um, for that date. It, it becomes very di- it's difficult to schedule. And I don't think people understand how hard it is to schedule college basketball. And now with the transfer portal, people don't start scheduling until late summer once everybody's signed their teams. Uh, so it, it, it's it's just as, as hard as recruiting. They're both the same. Uh, they're, they're right up there. So scheduling is very difficult. But I like our schedule. Uh, I, I don't mind saying that. You, you mentioned, uh, I, you know, we, obviously the Oregon game has been on the schedule. We're going to the Southern Cal Challenge. Uh, which is a prestigious tournament that we're very fortunate to get into. Two nationally televised games uh, that that will promote our program back uh, on national television, which I think is a good thing. Cal and uh, Keontae Kennedy. Yeah, and, and then to get back on the West Coast uh, again uh, will be good for us. So I'm excited about that. We got the Austin P as the home game uh, through that through that tournament, um, which Coach Gibson had a great year at Northwestern State and is bringing a bunch of his players to Austin P. They'll have a terrific team. Um, Santa Barbara, we were able to get a home and home with them. Uh, they're coming to our place um, this year. And, you know, a lot of people have them as the best mid-major in college basketball uh, this year. Um, you know, they've been in the tournament two out of the last three years. So right off the bat, early in the season, we're going to get tested uh, against one of the best mid-majors in college basketball. So it's going to be a great opportunity for uh, our program. You look at that that two-week window right there, you'll have UC Santa Barbara at home, Austin P at home, and then we're going on the road, uh, California, to play uh, the so- 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 Southern Cal Challenge. Um, so again, two games on it. And then we're going to stay, Adrian, out on the West Coast, spend Thanksgiving there, and play Lola Marymount on that Saturday. So we'll be on the West Coast for three straight games. So that's going to be a tough that's a tough sled uh, for us, but also a great opportunity uh, for us uh, to get to, to you know maybe um, you know make put put our name our brand and UTEP basketball back on the map. And so there's a hell of an opportunity, right, uh, for us uh, as well. But we're close again. Um, you know you can kind of put the dots together there. You got this Conference USA in the WAC uh, challenges two games with Seattle and Abilene Christian. Uh, the uh, the Sun Bowl Classic, we're going to play Norfolk uh, State. Uh, and then I think the other side, correct me if I'm wrong, they announced it was Wyoming and South Dakota correct. State. You know, South Dakota State's supposed to win the summit. Norfolk State's been terrific. Uh, Robert Jones has uh, done a terrific job there. And they, they're a consistent tournament uh, team. Got beaten the championship game of their tournament. Uh, I don't know who I pissed off in the Sun Bowl tournament, but <laughs> they got some really good teams. So, again, I, I, think, I think we're going to have a terrific non-conference uh, schedule, a, a schedule that will challenge us a schedule that we're going to be able to play on some television stuff, play some Power Fives, and play some really good uh, basketball teams that will prepare us for uh, conference play. So uh, this is coming from Chi-Town Miner again. He, he wants to know when are we getting a good look at the new Adidas uniforms, and what about names on the back of jerseys? Yeah, I joked about it on Twitter yesterday, right? But I just hope they get here by our first game. Seriously? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but, it, but every uniform's got here for every other team. Uh, we're, still a, we're still a hodgepodge right now. We've got Adidas shirts and shorts on, but our Adidas shoes haven't gotten here yet, so uh, we're kind of we're kind of making do right now. But uh, uh, I, I'm excited about what our uniforms. I've seen them. Uh, I think they look sharp. I like them. I think our throwbacks look really good as well. Uh, you see what football's doing and volleyball and soccer. I think everybody's. Uh, been excited about about uh, about those uniforms, and so um, I think our fans will be excited about them as well. And so um, I just hope they get here, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Matthew Castro, final question asked: What are your thoughts on the transfer portal? That's a that's, that's a, a loaded question, one. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that question on Twitter with Matthew. I thought, man, this ain't a, you can't answer this <laughs> on Twitter. It's too loaded. But hey, it, it, it's not going anywhere, right? Uh, Twitter. I mean, the Twitter. Twitter's here to stay in the transfer portal. I guess it's not Twitter anymore, right? Right. X. X yeah. X. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna get sued, right? Uh, 
But uh, yeah, uh, the transfer portal is here to stay. It's part of, we better embrace it. And I think there's going to be times we love it at UTEP, and there's going to be times we don't like it at UTEP. Uh, at the end of the day, it, uh, it gives players the opportunity, whether that's to come to UTEP and play or whether that's the opportunity for those for guys to leave UTEP. And, uh, you know, I, I just support players, right? That, that's our job, I think, as a coach. We build re real relationships with our players. Um, and I'm going to support our players. Uh, I don't have to agree with it. No, to be very transparent and honest, I did not agree with Z's decision. Uh, I, I, I tried to, to talk to Z. I didn't think that was his best, but ultimately that's what he thought was best for him. His family thought that, so we supported Z, right, in, in that decision, right? And, and I wish nothing but the best uh, for Z, right? So I think everything's, whether I agree with it or not, um, it, it's here to stay. Uh, it's not going anywhere. And so there'll be times, again, I think our fans will love it. And I think there'll be times our fans will be frustrated with it. I also think, Adrian, that's just the level that we're, we're at, right? Um, and and we're, we're, we're not at that power five, right? And we're not at the bottom, right? We're kind of right there in the middle. Uh, and so you're going to have power five stealing from us. Uh, and then you're going to have guys wanting to go down, right? And, and, and to get the opportunity to, to play. Uh, so uh, that's just the nature of the beast right now of being at UTEP. And again, I think that's something that we're all trying to navigate, right, in college athletics, but especially here at UTEP. Uh, you know, you have the transfer portal and then you have the NIL, right? Two, two huge changes in college athletics over the past year, year and a half. And, um, you know, I, I think how we navigate this, how we figure it out, uh, will have a lot to do with our success, right? But again, to a point you, uh, I made earlier, uh, you know, we're really big on relationships. It's something that we, we, we spend a lot of time on here. And so uh, there's no right, there's no rhyme or reason to why guys leave or why guys stay, right? Sometimes you have a group that stays. Sometimes you, you know, you have a group that, that, that leaves. Uh, you know, Dusty May right now is uh, the happiest coach in college basketball, right? Because he was able to keep that whole group together where you have other teams that guys decided to, to leave, right? Uh, North Carolina for whatever, you know, guys decide to leave or to go play other places. So it's just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I think it's just a yearly deal. It's just a team deal. It's an individual uh, deal. Um, I, th I do think it creates great opportunities for players to create value for themselves through the portal, through the NIL. Uh, but also at the same time, we want to create value for them here uh, and we want we want to be able to to be able to retain them we have to be able to do that so it's a work in progress uh, but again it's something that uh, it's a challenge every day but something we're getting better here at UTEP and I think something we'll continue to get better at as we're moving forward um, and, and, and navigating it winding down here just yep. a few more for you uh, recruiting philosophies for on you how have they changed over time it seems like you all have really found a good pipeline in the Northeast the DMV area mm -hmm. really good uh, players have come out of there here to Utah. Yeah, I think it depends on your staff, right? Like, and, and who you hire and where their contacts are and, and uh, kind of dictates recruiting and, and where you're going. I think UTEP's in a place where, um, you know, I think you can recruit anywhere, you know, across the country. Uh, I think being here for two years and going on year three, I didn't realize how close we were to the West Coast. You know, that's something we haven't done. Um, you know, it's something Rodney spent a lot of time at Fresno and then and then Rodney was obviously brought those connections here to, to UTEP. But I didn't realize, you know, you can almost get to the West Coast as quick as you can get to oh, yeah. Dallas or Houston. So, um, you know, that's something I think in the future we've we, we got to navigate and, and there's a big opportunity out there on the West Coast. And you look at Arizona's become one of the prep school hotbeds in the country where it used to be all Northeast, right? Like now Arizona is becoming that. So, uh, you know, starting to get our way into, into Arizona. It's not just so much recruiting them as high school kids, but building relationships with those kids to where if they go in the portal, you know, down the road, you have relationships to bring them back. So, uh, I think recruiting is dictated by the staff. I think Spriggs and Earl obviously have that connection out there, and so uh, that's where you see 
see some kids uh, coming from, from that area. And then obviously the JUCO stuff is, is Coach Cox uh, and, the, and the Texas stuff being Coach Cox, um, you know, of, of his relationships and, and his connections. So uh, as far as recruiting philosophy, Adrian, I think it's different every year, right? I, I do know this. I didn't want to do what we did last year and just go all portal, right? Uh, we wanted to have a mix. You know, at Abilene Christian, we built it with straight high school guys and developed them. I think those days are probably over of uh, doing it that way, just strictly that way. I think you have to get creative each year, whether that's through high school, whether it's through JUCO, or whether it's through the portal. Um, and I think a good mix, right, um, is good. Some people will say, why do you recruit high school guys anymore? Because if they play a lot, they're gone. If they don't play a lot, I disagree with that, right? Like, you get a kid like David Terrell, his mother played here. He has a relationship to UTEP, and we're going to develop D- David, and I hope he stays here all four years and has a great, you know, cr- uh, career. Same with Trey, Elijah, and... Um, and Baba, right? And uh, ultimately, you know, in time, if they get a point where they want to, that's a that's a to, to lead. That that's a that's a relationship and a decision that we all have to make. But I'm going to recruit high school guys. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I let people talk me out of that, right? Last year, but I'm I'm, I'm going to get high school kids in our program, and uh, we're going to develop high school guys in our program. We're going to mix some junior college kids. Uh, in, in there because I think you can sign good junior college kids because I think they're getting lost with the portal. Uh, and then in the portal, um, you know, we'll fight in the spring uh, for, for players. But to be really transparent and honest with you and our fans, a lot of the portal has to do with your collective, right? And, and we got to continue to build our collective and, and uh, get that to where, it's, uh, where we can compete uh, in the portal to get the kind of players that can win championships. So as far as you personally, I mean, we talked about the changes in the portal. We talked about NIL. And now hanging over all of this is also conference realignment. Mm-hmm. What motivates you as a coach? Because uh, last year, back- last year motivates me. You know, um, I, I had been blessed the last, what, five or six years to win 20 games, two NCAA tournaments. Uh, competing for championships. We had a great year one. Uh, you know, we, we had the ball with a chance to get to the conference tournament semifinals. And, uh, you know, we were one game away from playing for the NCAA tournament year one uh, and then had a setback last year, right? And so that's what motivates me, man. I, uh, I was as frustrated as I've ever been in coaching last year. Uh, I don't like to lose. I hate it. Uh, I didn't move here to UTEP, right, uh, to lose. I take the blame for everything that happened last year. I'm the leader of this program. I'm the head coach, and it's my responsibility to uh, to win games at UTEP, right? And so I'm a sore loser, right? I really don't even like winning, to be honest with you, Adrian, right? I just hate to, hate to lose. And last year was tough. But I will say this to our fans and to you, 14 and 18 is different for everybody, right? And if you really dissect and look at our season, uh, as frustrated as we are, including myself, we weren't far off, right? But close ain't good enough, right, at UTEP, and it shouldn't be. If we want to get this program back to where it belongs, we're going to quit talking about close, right? But there were six, seven, eight games that were right there, one or two or three possession games. You go back to a huge part of our season was we lost to Kent State here by one, an NCAA tournament team that we knew was really good. And then we go on the road to UAB and we have the game one in regulation and in overtime and we don't get it done. And, you know, you go back and say, okay, if you beat UAB, you're 2-0 in league play, coming back to play Rice, you know, and next thing you know, you're 3-0 or 4-0. Is that season different, right? There's always critical games, but you look at it, you know, we lost Kent State, we lost um, uh, the UAB, we lost to Rice twice, uh, once, you know, in, in overtime and once at a buzzer beater, we lose to North Texas in overtime. Um, you and I could go on and on, right? And, and we just didn't win those games, but, but I don't think we're far off to my point, right? And I think with the retention, retaining the guys that we were able to do, the buy-in to those guys and the culture and what we're about, and then the new pieces that we were able to add, that's what excites me, right, uh, about this season. So uh, as much as I'm excited about the uh, about this year, um, 
what motivates me is the frustration from, from last season, right? And letting that never happen uh, again because uh, that's not what we're trying to do here. Great answer. Yep. Last question. Uh, theme of this year, theme of 2023-2024. Yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but it's flip the script, right? Flip the script from last year, man. Just flip it um, and, and get back to who we are and what we're trying to build here at, at, at UTEP, right? And so, uh, again, we had a great year one and a setback year two and, and get this flipping the script back to where uh, UTEP belongs, right? And that's competing for championships. And if you if you get in the fight, Adrian, right? If we can just, if we get in the fight, uh, that's where you start to win championships, right? But we got to get in the fight. I think we have a great opportunity now um, to, to get in that. I, again, I, I'm excited about our team. I think our team can compete uh, in Conference USA this year. Uh, I, I think you'll see that in the in the preseason stuff, and I think you'll see that as we navigate it. It's going to be tough, though. I think people are sleeping just like they slept on us last year, and they found out how tough our our league was. You know, we we lost some good teams, but we added some teams that are really, really good. And we added some teams with a ton of tradition and history. Uh, so you look at New Mexico State, what they've done uh, this in the last decade in the WAC. You look at what Sam's done uh, in, in the Southland and, and in the WAC the last decade. You look at Liberty, what they've done. And what um, you look at, you know, Ray Harper might be one of the best coaches in college basketball. And he's been around a ton. So it's going to be a very, very competitive league. It's going to be a great league. Um, and, and I like the fact that we're all playing each other twice, right? And we'll have a true true uh true champion so excited about the league uh excited about conference usa and excited about our team well thanks coach i really appreciate all the time you got it man always good talking to you man